the part I think I think is most interesting and most frightening. Frightening might be the right word. The cost of content is going to zero, right? Both written and visual. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have an amazing guest, McKenna Swayze, who is with us. And I'm really excited about this topic today because this is one that's a little bit different for us on the Ecom Profit Podcast, but I think such an important, really cool topic to be talking about. But before we get into all of that, McKenna, introduce yourself to everybody, tell us your background. Um, kind of how did you get to where you are today? Absolutely. So hi, thanks for having me. I uh, am a longtime marketer. Uh, I started my career in luxury fashion, and then I worked in tech uh, and some publishing. And now I run a small consultancy uh, called Meta X Moda. uh, Mm -hmm. And we really focus on, you know, you might call it web three, you might call it just the next evolution of the tools we're going to use for marketing. Um, I think it's not like Web3 is this moment in time. This is an evolution of all the platforms uh, that every marketer uses. Um, and I think, you know, given my background, uh, I grew up as an email marketer, but it's obviously a very performance-driven channel. You know, I yeah. really come at it from how are we going to use this to, I don't know, drive down CAC or increase retention, like really important, pragmatic. Uh, obviously, branding is hugely important, um, yeah. but that's just not my bailiwick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so working with different clients, I do a ton of writing and thought leadership to sort of bring everyone along in the marketing world on what is web three, what does tokenization do really do for my business? You know, do I need the blockchain? Um, also a little bit of metaverse, you know, I think e-commerce is primed to be affected by immersive 3d environments. We can all imagine how that's going to like positively impact everyone's experience online. Um, but there's a quite a ways to go before yeah. it's day to day. Um, and other, you know, you know, the, the other fringes, obviously we talk a lot about AI, uh, et cetera. Yeah. So, and it's such a relevant topic right now, but before we dig into some of that stuff, let's kind of start back at the basics for just a minute about web three. What, so for those that don't maybe know what that means, or what that is, or how to think about it in terms of, you know, everyday understanding, how would you describe that? Or what would be sort of your definition for, for the common person (laughs) who might not be as, as knowledgeable about it as you? Exactly. And I think, I think bucketing it into three buckets can be helpful. Okay. So number one, number one is blockchain. 
So blockchain is the idea that we're storing information across many computers in a decentralized, distributed, and public way. And that mm-hmm. could be any amount of data or any type of data. So it started with financial data and like stores of value, monetary stores. But I'm sure most of your listeners have heard about the NFT craze. And that's this idea yeah. that you would own what feels like something you can't own, a JPEG, Um but you would own it because there's this distributed public network of computers that's saying that you, Don, own this picture of a beautiful monkey right? or whatever. So that's one aspect. Um, and it's very important because of it's a question of ownership. And it's a question when you're talking about all that public data, it's a question of identity, which, you know, all markers are consumed, yeah. concerned with who am I marketing to? Right. Um, and, and can I legally market to them? Um, <laughs> So just number legal thing, yeah, right. Yeah, just <laughs> just that part. CPA, GDPR, right. whatever. Um, <laughs> so number two uh, would be immersive 3D internet technologies. So whether you want to call that the metaverse or whether you just want to call it Roblox, these are new ways for us to in, to interact with content online. Um, and it whether and also whether or not it's VR or AR or mobile. You know, this is a different, it's a richer internet experience. And that's one where I think it's really just an evolution, but it's useful to think of it as like a sea change. Um, And then lastly, I think more and more people are bucketing AI into Web3 because Mm -hmm. AI will drive so much of this. It's so necessary for world building. It's so necessary for, you know, just using data in new and interesting ways and and populating metaverses. And there's so many, I mean, it could go on and on. Um, so anyways, I think those are the three buckets. Hopefully I sort of, yeah. Yeah. So when you think about this, as far as like the, the transition that you've made between this kind of space and your marketing space, how do you really see the three, these three categories? I mean, AI is the thing I think right now that everybody's talking about, right? Like I was even just watching the today show and, you know, they were talking about AI and this and AI and that and AI and, I was telling my husband, I think in five years, we're going to look back and we're going to have this clip from the Today Show where somebody said, what that, tell us about that AI thing. And we're all going to laugh and think it's so funny. Like, oh, the internet, what is that thing? You know, and, and it's just going to be common practice. It's going to be stuff that we're just going to have included, but this looks more than just AI. I mean, this is, this is different ways of thinking about marketing in, in totality. So how do you, how do you kind of you know, how did you bridge this and get into, or how are you using this maybe even in, in your consultant business with yeah. your clients? Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, start at the beginning. So my, yeah. my love comes from fashion and yeah. like pure e-commerce. And I started writing about web three in a very fashion oriented way. And I still think, you know, the media space in this world is, is really evolving and it's, it's very cool, but you know, traditional, uh, fashion writing has a lot of critique. We're, yeah. I think well beyond, well preceding an opportunity for c- critique on a visual level. Um, we're still dealing with technical challenges, and we're still dealing with where does one wear virtual fashion? Um, right. You know, you wear <laughs> yeah. it gaming if you game, but yeah. otherwise, and there's so many people that are not gaming, though there are a lot of gamers. Um, and and so that's sort of how I got into this idea, but it quickly morphed because what I care about is marketing. So okay, so where do you wear it? How do you sell it? Who's going to yeah. buy it? How are we going to use that data? Why does the blockchain matter uh, for communicating with people? And I think that's where it really became interesting. And like the two ideas kind mm-hmm. of merged. And I think the, the the one of the things I talk about a lot um, on a very practical level is loyalty. And yeah. 
if you are using a variety of platforms to speak to your community, many of them, social media, you don't own that relationship and you can and have been, had your traffic throttled and have no control. Um, And that obviously is very hard um, if you're managing that, that community. And so finding a way to link up what loyalty marketers have, that information, but also to apply it to community and drive commerce with that. And, and where I'm going with that is if you're using tokens, let's say NFTs, it does not have to be NFTs. Maybe many of your listeners have heard about the Starbucks app and their new effort NFTs. If I use yeah. points that points, and again, that term is loosely defined, that are verifiable, public and hold value, meaning I can transfer them out. I could sell them to you. That supercharges your loyalty and gives you a direct line to identity tools that can create a community on any platform. And I think that's really going to be, so there's that loyalty aspect. You can supercharge loyalty, but that for any, you know, deep loyalty marketer, it's, you know, they know the economics of it and the economics don't really change. What changes on the other end is the consumer's perception. There's a feeling of ownership. They can actually sell on their loyalty. So now if you don't care about being a Starbucks reward member, but I've gained all these points because my old office was next to a Starbucks, I can actually sell it, which I mean, what a data point to tell you how much this is not worth to me. Right. Um, and don't waste your time talking to these people who have moved away from Starbucks and they don't want to talk to you anymore. So that's yeah. point A. And point two is the community. If you're holding a token in your wallet and you have this sense of ownership and a publicly verifiable link between us, we can port that to any community. And Discord is the big Web3 community. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it has some some drawbacks. And you know, for a lot of consumer products, the big drawback is it's not a visual platform. Yes, um, right. It's very Insta- techno, right? Exactly. <laughs> and Instagram tech- and TikTok, yeah. TikTok work for consumer because they're yeah. visual. But yeah. anyways, no matter what the platform is going yeah. forward, I think they will, and Discord's been ahead of this, but I think that either the social platforms will catch up or we'll see new social platforms, which we most certainly will anyway, um, that will be able to use this identity. And this identity is can be non-transferable. It's public. Um, you can do what's called a pseudonymous identity. So it's persistent and cumulative with you and the brand, but it doesn't say Dawn and it doesn't have your home address, which obviously yeah. people are concerned about privacy. So those two big aspects about being able to port your community and use different channels and own that relationship, truly own it. And then that loyalty supercharge where the, the consumer maybe feels like they're getting more beyond the points, beyond the discriminated pricing, et cetera. You know, and I think, I think for so many people who are in the marketing or the e-commerce space aren't, well, for those of us who have been around a long time, I'll speak for myself, the owning of your data and the owning of the loyalty and the owning of the platform. And, and we all know that that isn't guaranteed at this point, right? So always looking for ways to ensure that our clients or our marketing data is secured, captured, and is our own, right? Yeah. And I think for so many businesses, they don't even know how to do that, or they don't even think that through. They just think, oh, Facebook or Instagram, this is amazing. And then their account gets shut down or they don't have ways to like, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, I should have, you know, probably been doing something else with that. When you think about how to kind of work this into your entire marketing strategy and and a lot of people talking about omnipresence and, you know, all these different things that you need to be doing right now, how does this play into maybe what you're currently doing right now or how you should be thinking about it a little bit differently as a brand or marketer? 
Exactly. And I, that's a perfect question. And I think it depends on the size and scope of what you want to do for a lot of brands. It's not quite the time we're in yeah. the crypto winter. People are not buying NFTs at the same speed, which is probably a good thing, but, um, you know, you don't <laughs> have crazy the, for a while, right? It's crazy. Like, yeah. Nuts. Right. You don't have, and it's bad because speculators who are looking to get rich has yeah. nothing to do with marketing. And, you know, you just don't want those people around. Right. Um, so in that vein, but if you are an experimental brand or you know that the given the uh, the audience that you usually speak to, they have a tendency to be more NFT focused. It tends to skew male at this point. Uh, it tends to skew you know under 30. If that's yeah. your target market, those are probably the brands that want to experiment and are going to be the first out of the gate to use. There's a huge, not huge, a sizable ecosystem of SaaS players who are like, how are we going to make this exactly what you expect? Yeah. Um, the Salesforce, the CRM tool uh, that allow you to collect this data in a way that you own it. Obviously, you yeah. need that SaaS platform to help you. Um, so for those brands, I think it's probably time to start experimenting um, if your target audience is in this vein. Uh, and it's a definitely, I think, a walk, qual- walk, walk, is it? No, crawl, walk, run. That's what I was crawl, looking run. Yeah, I was like, yeah, crawl, walk, run. run. Then, no. then the crawl they- and then walk. <laughs> and somehow get there. That worth that it's a three-year plan, but if but as you know, data capture takes a long time, and to have right. enough people in say, your system, yeah. uh, and if you're transparent about what you're doing, we are building this. These are like the first things we're going to do for this new supercharged loyalty program. We're going to run our old loyalty program at the same time, or yeah. we're, we're building it out. If you're transparent, people are okay with that, as long yeah. as you don't overpromise and underdeliver. Right. Um, so for brands that have an audience that's interested, I think you can start by releasing a token, by collecting that data, by letting people accrue uh, value these tokens so that when you get to a year from now, um, you can go and you can go to a, a SaaS platform and say, okay, now we're ready to build out a more complicated, but we actually have a pool of people who are token holders and we can create a community, uh-huh, uh-huh. whether we do that in Discord, whether we do that. We don't communicate, you know, it could be on Instagram. We don't know what they're going to offer in a year, Um, but people will be offering these token gated opportunities. And, you know, anyone who's on Shopify, you can token gate parts of your site now already pretty easily. So um, there's definitely easy, quick wins to let you test it out and start building your data. If this is not your target market, um, then now is not the time to start thinking about how to implement it, but it's more the time to think if I could create a community that I own the data of, or where where are the gaps that either owning the data would be important? What's my fear about the next social media platform shift? You know, when TikTok Mm -hmm. is over, how am I going to get an audience on the next place? I think that's like a really big five-year question. Um, And obviously if your audience isn't into uh, blockchain, you can't start it now, but it's a good, it's it's a way that you would be able to port your audience over without losing any uh, opportunity. So I think, yeah, for the Brands whose audience is not already into it. It's more about keeping an idea of what these problems solve. Loyalty on steroids, being able to have a smaller, more loyal pool, and then you know being able to own your consumer yeah, yeah. data and have a direct-to-community conversation. 
Well, and I think, you know, from, from my perspective, I I've shared my thoughts on TikTok. I think it's a great right now platform. Right. And, and because you brought it up, I'm going to talk about it, but <laughs> we have this sort of like, love, I personally have this love hate relationship with TikTok. Right. Like I, I, I find myself spending countless hours, like looking at TikTok, but then I also am like, this is just ridiculous. You know, there, there's this love hate sort of thing going on with it. I think it's a very interesting organic platform right now of course paid is great there too, but I don't think it's something that's going to stick around for a long time. I think even in the U S we've heard, you know, all of these different things happening now. And is it even going to be something that's going to be legal in five years, but it brings up a lot of questions around where is that data going and who's doing what with it. Right. And I think that's really kind of this question that a lot of people are starting to have marketers and otherwise it's like, well, if that does go away or any of the platforms go away, what happens to all of this information? Where do I get this? How do I get it back? Or how do I even use it again? Or if TikTok's not a thing, what do I do? Like, well, first of all, you shouldn't just be on TikTok. But second of all, like, but, but you know what I mean? There's a, yeah, lot of, absolutely. there's a lot of information that's being stored and held and, you know, marketing. Yes, it's about brand and loyalty and all those things. But a lot of us are just really, really data nerds, right? Like we're just analyzing data. That's a lot of what marketing is, is just yeah. looking at data points and understanding how they work together. So what are your recommendations for stuff like that? Like if this goes away, this is the solution or should we start thinking about this as a transition or kind of a combination of all of the above, I guess. And I think when I take my web three hat off and I just am a marketer, I'd say, you know, obviously having that point of con- like a, a unique identifier, probably email, yeah. um, that seems a little more persistent. That seems a little more direct, um, is, is part of that five-year plan. What am I going to do yeah. when TikTok goes away? Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously TikTok, you know, given regulation could go away at any moment or it'll Correct. be here forever. And even right. if it doesn't, there'll be another one. That's how teenagers work. Yeah. Um, they don't yeah. want to do what their parents are doing. Right. Um, so I think that looking for that identifier and for some companies, I think blockchain provides like a really interesting idea, but it yeah. doesn't for everyone for sure. That's right. okay. But it's the same argument. Um, and yeah. So, but that is a tough funnel, right? Getting people from TikTok to giving you their email address and right. being really creative about what you're offering off of TikTok to do that. Right. Um, or any platform I, for that. Any platform, exactly. Any, yeah. Any, any platform I think is going to be interesting from, from that perspective and how you use it. So email being kind of the number one piece of, of, of thought. So do you foresee then the email marketing, being an email marketer specifically, as you said, how do you see that sort of evolving into this web three space? Because I would say in the 10 years I've been doing just this now, digital marketing, I haven't seen massive transformation in the email space, right? Like you've seen new tools and you've seen new writing techniques, but you haven't really seen like this web three sort of AI interactive sort of stuff happening yeah, on the bigger scale. Well, and the one thing that you have seen is that companies who own access via the app store or whatever, we don't yeah. need to name names saying you can't email. Um, right. And so all of these identifiers, and I think that is the problem that blockchain solves. But unfortunately, if you don't have everyone with a wallet address at this point, which we absolutely do not, good luck getting everyone uh, yeah. so I think the other interesting thing, and, and you know, it depends on the, the, the appetite of your marketing department. There are particularly for Twitter, a couple of competitors 
out there that are decentralized blockchain based to begin with that say your data is your data and you can port it off of here in any second. Mm -hmm. um, like Farcaster is one. And I think that testing out or not even testing out, keeping an eye on those to make sure that when one of those, you know, I think we're not at the inflection point yet. Um, yeah. And perhaps Twitter can also make changes. So being ready to move in a space where you think you could capture more mm -hmm. of those data mm -hmm. points. And it's actually an interesting reason to test out yeah. blockchain things at a very low level so that you could tie those two identifiers together so that you can get someone's wallet address and their email address to be, you know, attached to one record in your system. Right. Um, that is really a cool idea um, yeah. and, and will be really useful. And then it allows you to, to own it because again, <laughs> particularly in the app world, it's really hard um, yeah. if you have another player who can throttle your access. Right. Um, but you're right. so right. Email has not, has not evolved at all. Um, no, I, I think that's going to, for me, as I kind of look to the future of, of marketing and I think about all the AI pieces and I think about, you know, the interactive piece and how, I mean, we always say, you know, nobody can take away your email account, but they can actually, they if they wanted to <laughs> like you could actually not email anymore. But the, the challenge with email marketing is that it is very dull, right? It isn't as interactive. It isn't as exciting. And so, you know, when you talk to people about, oh, you're getting an open rate of 30% and they're thrilled by that. And I always think to myself, oh, 30%, like most of the people aren't even looking at your stuff. Yeah. So how is it? So if I'm a, let's say a relatively, you know, million, couple million dollar business ish, and I'm wanting to play in the space, email being, you know, one thing that I can kind of get, what about, how, how do I think about that digital wallet piece of things and pulling that into, you know, the current game that I'm playing right now, whether it be from email or something, how do I, how do I even start to think about doing some of that stuff? Cause it seems really hard and complicated and like, you have to be an expert, but I, I don't know if it is. So I think you've, you've touched on the hottest topic, which is <laughs> what is a wallet? Yeah. Um, so for people who are not super uh, aware of the way tokens and NFTs work is that you have a wallet um, that is where you store these pieces of information. And the wallet has a many long letter and number uh, identifier, which is your identity. And while you can, and you'd expect people to have multiple identifiers, Oftentimes people are sort of working off of one and then they're kind of transferring stuff out. So it is a little bit like an email address. Mm -hmm. um, wallets were not designed with a communication tool built in. That's not, you know, MetaMask or Coinbase wallet to the bigger ones. Uh, that, that's not how it works. Uh, you can do something called an airdrop, which is where you push a token to someone's wallet and it just appears but it's not an intuitive process. It's not a day-to-day -day process to go looking yeah. for that. It's not like it flashes like an app alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, everyone knows that this is a new space. And so definitely wallet providers are wondering, you know, is that the wallet I am? And I think there's like Ariani, which is a very fashion focused or luxury focused wallet that does have sort of a more, it's physical, visually appealing. It has a communication tool built in, um, mm. including visual. And that, is if your consumer is willing to opt into that and willing obviously to opt into the notifications um, and wants to come and that's on you, the marketer to provide compelling, interesting content in there, of course, right. as usual. Um, but I think 
it's and I, you like you've made me feel very bad about myself as a marketer. Not really. <laughs> no, no, no. In that, in that, no, that, that, no. You, you challenged me. Sorry, you challenged me. That that's going to be just like email or in-app yeah. notifications. You know, that's right. not it. The only thing that is is persistent is that identity. Um, right. and now I'm going to go find some startups out there that are trying to solve this problem. What can we do to make that one-to-one communication really yeah. hum? Right. Um, and be vibrant. Right. Because I think that, that it lends itself to needing to be different. Right. And, and to needing to kind of come into the space with something more flashy or, or, or something a little bit different, but I think for most businesses, they just can't quite grasp how this works in this space and, and how they do this. And I think it's, on us to help educate people on why and what is coming and then how this works. And I think there's so much fear too. There's, and and I want to touch on your thoughts on this a little bit around the AI space, right. And around this whole, you know, kind of, you know, like Bitcoin and this and everything was up and now it's down and now we're doing this. And I don't know the difference between what you're saying with a wallet and what you're saying with this and what's an NFT and how, and it just, it's too much sometimes I think for people who are busy business owners to like step back and say, Oh, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. What, what do you mean all this stuff? And now AI is in here threatening my, you know, whatever's, how do you think about that stuff from, you know, from a fear-based perspective a little bit, I'm not fearful of it. I think it's an enhancement to all the things that we're going to be doing, but you know, how, how do you talk to business owners who are, you know, like, eh, I don't want to get into that. Cause it just, it's too much. I'm yeah. scared. Of- and I think there is a moment in time right now where if you don't have the appetite to test the avenues to use, it will become a lot more clear in let's say six months, or frankly, yeah. yesterday when Microsoft and Google said, this is how it's going to actually uh, help you like take your <laughs> right. meeting notes and right. synthesize them. Right. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Like I don't, there are jobs. I think that will be very negatively impacted, but there are new jobs and this is a growth driver um, yeah. to be able to not have to synthesize your meeting notes and spit them out and send them to everyone and right. say the action items. Like that's it's not going to save you a hundred hours a year, but is it certainly going to make your day better? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's those simple things. I think the part I think I think is most interesting and most frightening, frightening might be the right word. Yeah. The cost of content is going to zero, right? Yes. Both right. written and visual, which means there's going to be a deluge. And I do not believe that anyone's going to enjoy that for some middle period, right? Because yeah. you, you're just going to have so, so many LinkedIn blog posts, so many, you, so much more content from each brand. Um, and that's not probably good for anyone, mental health, time of day, whatever. Right. Uh, but where does that get us? Does that get us to a place where humans have to then editorialize and curate and find a way to guide the AI to better stories? I think that, I think that is a frightening part. I'm very worried about my, my like LinkedIn feed in the next six months. <laughs> right. Uh, I know I, I, I've used chat GPT and, and other tools and we were just on a team meeting and I was doing something with my marketing manager and we were like crafting something and she's like, this is terrifying. And I'm like, terrifyingly good. Like it's just good. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect by any means, yeah. but like, this is scary stuff. Like we came up with something strategy wise, not, it's not perfect, but man, did it 
springboard a conversation to what would be happening three months from now Yeah, today. Like yeah. that's the thing for me that it's like, it's not perfect. It's not going to replace, in my opinion yet, it's not replacing things, but at the same time, what could have taken us three months to get to, we can have that conversation today, create, develop, strategize around it where we wouldn't maybe have even thought through some of those factors. And yeah. I think you're right. It's going to help people get smarter and, and we're going to have to be smarter about how we use it for good versus evil. And in a lot of cases, but I do think you're absolutely right. I think there's going to be this massive overload of content, both visual and written that is going to become so heavy that people are going to turn it off. And I think yeah. we're going to have to go to other means of getting, like you're saying with wallets or, or NFTs or something else that's going to disrupt this sort of content visual overload that we're all about to get into. Yeah. To really a mess. offer something, you know, yes. it won't matter how good your email is. It's going to matter. And I, I guess AI helps with this. You know, I was thinking about the email question. I have to come back to this because I've had a, we've had a stroke of genius. Maybe not. <laughs> everyone is everyone. A lot of people uh, are delighted by Instagram ads because it is often exactly what you want to buy in the moment that you're scrolling. And I think AI can actually help email with that um, yeah. because it can process huge data sets and offer up the best piece of content for you at the right time, which I think right. is, and that moment of delight. So hyper-personalization for something you actually want. Mm -hmm. Um and that will be, that's tough. That's really tough. We're nowhere near uh, anyone's right. marketing team being able to do that, but right. that delighting your customers with the right moment, the right offer, the right time um, and the right visual, right? Because AI can run through 7,000 visual iterations and tell you which one is going to be the best one. Right. Um, so that I think that's hopefully, I mean, I'd love to see that with email and maybe wallets play a role in that because you are yeah. not used to email being an immediate tool. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not a push notification. Right. Um, so anyways, there's just my, you, you made me, I, I came back from feeling like a marketer who had no idea where the future was going. And I've, I've clawed my way back a little bit. No, but I think, I think you bring up some, I mean, there's so many interesting, you know, ways to think about this. And, and I think, you know, we should talk in six months and, and maybe even in a year and, and come back to this podcast yes. and say, Oh my God, look at us having this conversation. Well, we didn't even know what we were talking about. Exactly. Then. Now look where we are. Cause I do think that this of all the, this web three conversation, I do think that this particular space is probably going to be one of the fastest moving pieces sure. of technology tool, marketing, whatever you want to say that we've ever seen up to this point. And I think so many businesses are not even understanding the words of what's being said, let alone getting ready for what's yeah. about to happen to them. And it's going to happen to them. It's, it's inevitable, right? Like it's happening, yeah. whether you want to or not, it's going to be part of your world now. So getting ready for it and understanding at least how you can interact or how you can get ready for it, I think is super important, but there's so many business owners aren't even aware of what the heck is even, you know, happening. And how it could right today help you, right? It, like it's certainly GP, chat GPT is ready to help you mid journey is like yeah. so much fun for creating visuals. And if you have to storyboard or whatever, it makes me an abysmal artist into like a deep, but I know the story right. I want to tell. I can tell yeah. a decent story now. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's out crazy. there. It's ready. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So as we, as we wrap up here, um, kind of give me your final thoughts on this topic just in general and, and what advice do you have for business owners at this particular mid-March, 2023, where we're at right now, what advice do you have for business owners on how to think about this space? And then I am going to bring you back in six months or a year, and we are going to have this conversation again and laugh at ourselves and, exactly. and think about how funny this is. Or so. I'll bring back my AI counterpart at that point. I don't know. that I'll. <laughs> I will virtually be here with you. Right. <laughs> um, so what would I say? I think, uh, one, do not be afraid, be excited. This is, yeah, this is so particularly for both, for both blockchain technology and AI, um, and immerse, we didn't spend a lot of time on immersive, persistent internet spaces, but like, these are all really exciting and they're going to let marketers do their job in a more exciting way. Yeah. Um, and, and be able to sell goods and services like more richly, mm-hmm. uh, to consumers. So that's really cool. Um, I think, Thinking, testing out for sure. Everyone should just go and test out ChatGPT and whether you want to do MidJourney or Dolly, if you do any sort of writing in your role, if you do any sort of visuals, just so you know what's coming. This is the conversation. And I guarantee, I'm going to throw it out there. I guarantee every single person with a desk job can get some help um, from one of these tools um, to either do a better job or do a faster job. Um, And then lastly, you know, stay abreast about whether, when is going to be the right time for you to think, I am hearing from the market that enough penetration has happened that my consumers might have a a crypto wallet. And we might want to start trying to get some identity data in that space, because I do think that the the tipping point is coming and I want to be early. I think for a lot of brands, it's not today, but you will hear the rumblings. We will have more highs and lows, and we will go to a place where you're thinking, okay, this is coming up more and more. What can I do to wade my toe in? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So if people want to find out more information about you, they want to find out more information about your company, where can people find you and um, learn more about you? Uh, absolutely. So my company and my Substack is meta, like, I mean, they, meta didn't exist at the time, but meta X Moda, M O D A. And I have a Substack and obviously a website and an Instagram. Um, it's also McKenna Swayze on LinkedIn where I'm still there because AI has not taken over my now, Right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Oh, and Twitter, I'm everywhere. Okay, good. Well, we'll drop everything into the show notes and um, make sure that you've got all the links, but this has been a really interesting conversation, really educational for me. And I know for our listeners, Um, but if you have questions for McKenna, or you want us to talk about other things, be sure to let us know through um, our, um, form on our website and different things like that. Cause we will bring McKenna back six months, eight months, whenever is the right time, have this conversation and, uh, see where things are going to go here in this next year. I think fourth quarter, 2023 is going to be a really interesting marketing, um, kind of journey that all of us are going to go through. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really fun, great conversation. And I look forward to another one. Yeah, it's been really fun, Don. It was a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.